Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. All right. Hey, hey, welcome back. This is The Kelly Roach Show. And today we are breaking down how to start attracting the right leads for your business. Now, this might sound like a fundamental topic that we've covered on the show before. And of course we have. But the truth of the matter is, is that things have changed and ultimately things always remain the same. And what do I mean by that? The fundamentals are always the fundamentals. And anytime you want to create a change in your business, a return to fundamentals is an essential piece of the puzzle. That said, the market and economy has shifted so dramatically that what you were doing in the last year that may have been attracting what you thought were the right leads or what were the right leads last year may no longer apply this year. So in order to upgrade your business and grow your revenue, you may just need to revisit your lead generation strategy. Now, at the centerpiece of growth is the ability to attract the right leads. And it is not a one-dimensional problem to solve in your business. There are so many things at play that impact whether or not we're attracting the right leads. And that's why I'm creating this show for you today, because I understand that this is a multidimensional problem and it's something that we have to continuously work towards and work on in order to create the next up level in our businesses. So get ready. This is gonna be one of those episodes that you wanna take pen and paper out. You wanna be scribbling notes as fast as you possibly can and you may just wanna listen to it more than once. So let's go ahead and get started. When you look at marketing your business, The centerpiece of everything that you do is messaging. Messaging is your ability to articulate the value, the differentiation, the outcome, and the who that your business serves. And many times for small business owners, when you want to up-level the type of leads that you're attracting and you're feeling as if you're attracting unqualified people, Many times it's because your messaging is not landing for the people that you want to attract. And there are multiple reasons why this happens, okay? The first thing that you have to understand is that if you as a business owner do not have very deep understanding, intimate knowledge and expertise around the operating reality of the person that you want to attract, It is almost impossible for you to write the correct messaging that is going to attract those people. Now, I think that most people think they understand how their ideal prospect thinks. They think they understand the messaging that's going to land for them. When in reality, a lot of small business owners may not be the person that they're trying to currently attract. Many small business owners, in fact, want to attract someone that is making more money than them or has a higher level of expertise than them in certain areas or they want to attract people that come from a completely different background and a completely different mentality than maybe you do and maybe that's why you're so good at serving them but the bottom line is that if you don't have that intimacy and the understanding of the operating reality 
then no matter how good your messaging is, no matter how strong your copywriting is, good copy, good messaging, good marketing is not the same as the understanding that drives the impactfulness. And so I want to draw that distinction because you can read a sales page that's incredibly well-written or social media posts that are incredibly well-written, but they don't land for this particular person. So it's not about is your writing good or bad. It's not about is what you're doing effective or ineffective. It's is it effective and does it speak directly to the wants, needs, hopes, dreams, and fears of the person that you want to attract? And the first question that you have to ask yourself is, how much time are you spending actually interacting with that dream client avatar of yours? And when was the last time that you actually interviewed that person to hear directly in their own words, hopes, dreams, fears, motivations, you know, all of those things so that that could be translated effectively in your marketing message? Again, a lot of times small business owners know who they want to attract. They think they understand what to say to attract them, but there's a fundamental misunderstanding of operating reality. And so I want to really encourage anyone that's listening to the show today that wants to do a better job of attracting more of your ideal people with your social media posts, with the content that you're creating, with your launches, to go back to the fundamentals of Go find those one or two clients that you have that you feel are absolute dream clients and interview them and unpack and document the words and the phrases and the language that they use and really start to identify what those trends are. If you don't have any people that are in your client portfolio currently that are the avatar that you want to work with, well, then that's your biggest problem right? You're writing in a vacuum. You're creating in a vacuum, making assumptions when you don't actually know and understand this person. So if you're trying to move into a completely new space, a completely new avatar, you're trying to do like a massive transformation and up level of your products, programs, and services, I would go find some ideal people that you really want to work with and offer to work with them for free for 90 days so that you can gain testimonials so that you can gain experience so that you can really unpack and understand uh, how you're going to work with this person and how you're going to get results with this person and see how quickly you can get results with and for this person. So the first step in attracting the right people is going deeper into their operating reality. I find that so many entrepreneurs create and sell from their operating reality or from the operating reality of the person that they're trying to get away from servicing versus the one that they're trying to move towards. So enhance your own understanding that will come through in absolutely everything that you do. And it truly matters because it's going to determine the pricing, the positioning, the branding, the messaging, the copywriting, everything uh, when you have that greater understanding and that deeper knowledge and expertise around that ideal person. So that's the first step. The second step is asking yourself, if your brand on a daily basis is creating exposure opportunities where your dream client can find you. So again, if you are trying to up-level your avatar, if you are trying to attract better quality leads, 
if you're trying to find uh, people that are at that next level up and you're not servicing them currently or you don't have an abundance of them currently, you can't just assume that just because you're creating content that lands for those people, that that means you're going to start closing those people. Because if they're not in your audience already, then even you creating better messaging that lands for those people, that messaging is now not going to land for the people that you have in your audience. And it can't land for the people you want in your audience because they're not in your audience yet. Okay. So this is where visibility is so important. Visibility can be accomplished, obviously, through targeted advertising, which I think is essential to the growth of pretty much all small businesses, right? Targeted advertising. Google advertising specifically is very high intent. Most people are scared of spending money on Google ads because they're so much more expensive. But the truth is you need so many fewer of them to get a sale that when you do the math, many times it's probably apples to apples in terms of what you're spending per lead on a Facebook, for example, versus what you're spending on a lead for Google. Because with Facebook, you might need 100 leads to get a qualified sale. And with Google, you might only need five or 10. Okay, so you need to create visibility that places your brand in front of the right people. And so messaging obviously is the first step because you putting your brand in front of qualified people, but having the wrong messaging is not going to be effective at converting. You getting the messaging right for the wrong people is not going to be effective at you converting. So messaging first, then visibility. Visibility can come through advertising or visibility can come through speaking, PR, and podcasting, right? You can even go live and offer to be a guest expert in communities of people that have your ideal client in them that do a uh, coinciding skill or service that is not in competition with what you do. But again, great messaging, great branding, great offer. All of those things are there, but here you are promoting it and you don't even have in your audience the people that you want in your audience. It's very difficult to spontaneously, just because you have good messaging, begin to have people in your audience that are in a completely different avatar. It will happen slowly over time as you intentionally identify visibility opportunities to put your brand in front of those people it becomes a snowball effect of, you know, one person helps to gain visibility to another person, gain visibility to another person. And slowly over time, that snowball will begin to roll. But it takes a while for that to happen organically. So you want to make sure that you have a cohesive strategy around how you're creating visibility for your brand in front of the right people. Okay. The third one is the positioning of your brand, right? And this We could unpack this from so many different levels. Every person has a different vibe, a different energy, a different way that they position their brand. And and there are all different brands that position themselves completely differently that do very, very well, right? There's people that do the jeans and t-shirt. There's people that do the formal suit. There's people that do the ball gown. There's people that do, you know, the, you know, sexy, like, you know, dress it up, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. There are people that have all different brand styles that appeal to all different types of people, right? So it's not to say if you do this, you're going to attract that, right? 
but it is a cohesive brand story and brand message that you bring to market that's believable, right? That is uh, consistent, that is congruent uh, with whatever it is that you want to do, right? And so I think making sure that the brand positioning matches the message to market. The brand positioning is congruent with what you're trying to achieve, right? And with who you want to attract, you know? Does that make sense to everybody, right? I have a Fortune 500 background. I dress in suits quite a bit when I'm out speaking or when I'm doing an important uh, launch or, or whatever the case. Um, my background is in teaching business strategy, And so it makes sense that I typically show up as a formal business person. That doesn't mean there aren't times like today, I'm sitting here in a t-shirt recording this podcast right now, right? So, you know, but my brand overall, the, the arching message of the brand is building a powerful business that can run ultimately on systems and people and processes, building sellable assets that can scale, right? There's a serious tone to the brand. There's a serious tone to the message. The marketing is very powerful. The marketing sometimes is like stark, right? It's stoic almost sometimes. There's like a tone and an undercurrent of seriousness and sophistication. It doesn't mean that the brand um, can't ever have fun. doesn't mean that there isn't, you know, lighter elements of what we do, but that is the brand and and it matches because people are making very serious investments to work with us on something that is their livelihood right whereas depending on what you do people may be coming to you and they specifically are coming to you for something um where let's say you teach energy work you know they want to work with someone that that they feel is just like completely in flow and that you know you can see just by the way that they're their uh, space is set up and the energy of how they dress and how they present themselves and the way that they do their branding. It's very like airy and high vibration and energetic. That's a different mentality, right? All of them are good. And so I think the thing is, is making sure that there's congruence. And that is the thing that I think sometimes there's a huge incongruence between what you want to attract and who you want to attract and then how you're presenting your brand. Are you sick of all the hyped up, played out trends, fads, and nonsense that you see in online marketing today? Are you ready to learn how to build a brand that's in demand, built on authentic, high integrity, and valuable marketing on your terms? Look no further. I wrote the book, Conviction Marketing Method, to give you a flexible, powerful framework to achieve maximum ROI on your marketing with minimum distraction, overwhelm, expense, or wasted energy. Grab my best-selling book, Conviction Marketing, at kellyroachinternational.com forward slash books. Your marketing is ready to take your business and brand to the next level. Go to kellyroachinternational.com forward slash books. And I think that's an important distinction to think about. And it's not that it's right or wrong. I think it's that it needs to be well thought out. I think that it needs to be like an actual stance in the market. 
Um, I had someone, for example, the other day that literally copied my bio off of um, my my socials, translated it, used it as their bio, copied one of my businesses, basically just like changed a word, copied the branding. And I'm looking at the person and I'm like, you're never going to compete with me. Like, because it's not it's not congruent for you. Like the way that that person presents themselves, the way that they speak, the way that they they carry themselves, the brand that they've built, it's incongruent. And this is why I say don't do brand hacking because that incongruency will be seen and felt in the market, right? You're you and that's your superpower. So the moment that you stop being you and you try to be a replica of someone else, there's gonna be an instant incongruence there in what the market feels and what the energy of your brand is because it's not your energy. It's not your brand's energy. So I think really making sure that your brand is is congruent is important and that it's well thought out and realizing that everyone has a brand, whether you've put time and energy into it or not. And sometimes not putting thought and energy into the brand is why there's an incongruence with who you're attracting, right? Think about your buyer. Think about what's important to that buyer. Think about the positioning, right? Think about all of those things, okay? The flip side of it is think about the content that you're creating, right? If you are trying to attract a certain type of person, you want to make sure that you are creating content that speaks to that person. Now, what I find happens the vast majority of the time is that when a business owner wants to up-level their content and brand online, they begin the process of doing that. And what they learn very, very quickly is that the higher level the buyer, the less that they are an active consumer online and the more that they're a passive consumer online. The more discerning and the higher level and more affluent the person is, the less likely they're going to be to engage on your content, to like, to comment to post to be messaging you. And so what happens is there's a waiting period, a gestation period of when you go through a brand transformation from where you were, where you were very comfortable with this group of people and they loved you and they were your fan and they were engaging on your content and they were in your inbox and it seemed like your brand was really working to all of a sudden you up-level what you're doing And now it feels like nothing's working, nothing's landing. I'm not getting the content engagement. I'm not getting the likes, you know, all of those things. And what you have to realize is there are small accounts on social media that speak to a very specific buyer where there is very low engagement, very high conversion. There are accounts on social media that have very, very huge fan bases. I have a couple of people I can think of right now. They have massive fan bases. They get a thousand comments on a post. They, you know, everyone is like a fan, like loves them, adores them, but they're not making much money because the thing that they're promoting is this very little itty bitty offer that's very kind of light and fluffy and, you know, whatever the case. And and it's not that there's anything wrong with that. It's that you have to have a little bit of critical thinking and discernment and understanding that if what you're doing is very mass market you're going to have higher engagement online. If what you're doing is kind of niche and a little bit higher end and it's for a little bit more of an affluent discerning buyer, you're going to have less engagement online. I find that a lot of people begin the journey of up-leveling their brand and their content just to revert right back to where they were 
because they realize that it is a slow process to up-level. It is a slow process to up-level, and also you don't get a lot of external validation. Because affluent buyers are more discerning buyers, they're quick to say yes once they've already decided it's a yes. And so they buy very, very differently. They will quietly follow you for many months, and then when it's a yes, it's a yes, and it's a yes immediately. So they are decisive. However, they're not going to usually get in touch with you or get in touch with the brand until the exact moment that they're ready to buy. This is very different from a lower level buyer that's going to like and engage and comment and attend the launches over and over and over again. And they're going to be your greatest fan. They're going to tell you how much they love you. And it feels really good for the ego, but it's not great for the wallet, right? And so you constantly have to make these decisions in business of where you want to position yourself and the patience that you have to play the long game. And if it's really important to you to up-level your avatar and your buyer and your positioning in the market and your price point, you have to understand that that could be a year to two years in the making. And you have to understand that you're going to probably have a period where you're going to struggle in between because the people that you were selling to no longer can afford what you're offering And the people that you want to sell to are still just really getting to know you. They're just being exposed to you. And so you have to figure out when you're ready to make this transition, you got to get that recurring revenue strong and be in a a position where you can kind of, you know, keep it going behind the scenes while you go through this transition uh, that, that could be a year to two year process. And again, I don't think everyone needs to be super high ticket. I don't think everyone needs to be um, super high positioning. And and I will back that up by saying that, you know, my coaching and consulting company is a high-end investment, but my other four companies, uh, I have products ranging from $27 to $10,000. So they're all lower level investments, right? But- But in each one of them, we're still being very, very discerning with who the buyer is, who we're marketing to, how we're positioning the brand, because we want the quality and the caliber of the right people, no matter what the price point is. And so it's just kind of thinking through all of that and having a recognition of that gestation period and um, the difference in the way that people are going to interact with the brand. And the fourth one is testimonial. So Uh, The testimonials that you share are really important because your testimonials are the number one thing that, you know, people are are looking at um, when they're making a buying decision about your brand. And if those testimonials are very kind of low level in nature, or they are positioning a a result that's underneath the result of what people at this level want. Uh, you know, you may not see that you're getting the traction that you want from the people that you want to speak to. So again, um, just like we talked in step one about the messaging, your testimonials are a huge piece of your messaging as well. And you want to make sure that the messaging that they're sharing is in alignment with what you're trying to attract. And so that congruence, again, is very, very, very important. And it's something not to be overlooked. And then number five is believability, right? You see sometimes people that um, say uh, that they they are something and you know, you know, you can look at the brand and you know it's false. You know, looking at the brand that it's not, it's not them or it's not, 
it's not what they are. It's not their expertise or it's not what they do or or whatever the case. It's like there's something energetically on a deeper level around believability when when you are in congruence and when there is authenticity in how you're showing up in the world and and what you're creating and what you're putting out. And there does need to be a believability factor. And and at the end of the day, believability is everything, right? Because when someone decides, yes, I'm going to buy or no, I'm not, it comes down to believability. When you're having issues with people saying they can't afford it, you have an issue with believability because that person does not believe that they are in fact going to get the outcome that you are representing that they will. There is a believability factor, right? And so this is like the energetics. It's how you speak. It's how you carry yourself. It's your persona. Um, it's the congruence of the brand, the message, how you're marketing, your offer, all of those things, right? And so when we look at how do we attract better leads and more of them, these are the five things right away. And the thing that I want to asterisk and, and really emphasize before we wrap up here today is that the exposure of your brand to the right people is essential. Like it is impossible for you to move into a new market without doing something to intentionally expose that new market to your brand. And I think far too many business owners do not put enough dollars behind advertising and enough energy behind exposure. And so they're doing all this work in content and creation and branding and social media. And yet it's not amounting to anything because they're not putting enough behind the exposure, getting them in front of the people that they want to be in front of. So I would leave that as a final note for today. Do me a huge favor. If you love today's show, pass it on to a friend, right? I need your help getting this show out there in the world so we can help more entrepreneurs make money in their businesses and experience the true freedom that can and should come with entrepreneurship. So put out a little bit of good karma by sharing the show today. Thanks so much for hanging out with me and we'll see you back here in just a couple days. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.